All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. Good morning, party people! Once again, back is the incredible for another episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless. Here with my man, Hundred Years, Charlie Chase, baby. Every week, you just switch it up a little. Remix it this morning. All right, right, every time is. And once again, thank you for once again for tuning in to us uh, after another crazy week of football. Crazy Uh, is the right word, Flex. Unpredictable outcomes, uh, unforeseen. Victories and just uh, for, for the first, you know, only three teams left that are undefeated. Yeah, which you know the Chiefs is understandable. I would say mm-hmm. the Rams definitely we saw. We definitely saw that one coming. But the Dolphins and the Fins. But the Dolphins. Being what has off. gotten into Miami? What has gotten into the Fins, man? Well, we'll talk about that much is going on. And uh, once again, party people, we want to remind you that you could hit us up. Any single time on our Instagram at BFB Podcast, on our Twitter at Podcast BFB. And if you want to ask us individually a question, you can either let us know on one of those platforms or you could get to us directly at our Instagrams, which is mine is Flex Hitlist, F L X Hitlist, and yours, Charlie B N Y on Instagram. At Charlie BNY, and uh, we will be there to answer any question that you may have. Doesn't mean you have to take our advice, it's up to you. But if you want a little bit of help, you're more than welcome. Although you should. Uh, I would say so <laughs> until when I'm wrong. Sometimes, you know, I'm yeah, wrong yeah. sometimes. I'm not always right. Uh, we got an exciting show coming out for today. Uh, as you know, we already let you guys know that we are going to have two shows every week. And as we've been doing so far, for every Tuesday show, we kind of give you like a little bit of, uh, you know, re- you know, like a review, recap show, recap of what happened the week, the standouts, whether good or bad, winners mm-hmm. and losers of the league. And what we're also going to do in mixing every week now and then, we're going to mix in different segments of the show. So today we're very excited to announce that we, since the bye weeks are coming up now. Yeah. We have some bye weeks coming up, so there may be some players that you want to fill in for your bye weeks or that you don't trust, or you want to pick somebody else off the waiver wire, because as always with these Tuesday shows, we tell you about the waiver wire. Um, so we're starting a new segment today called Stash or Trash. Stash or Trash. Stash or Trash is another segment that we'll be using uh, throughout the year, the season, to let you know which players you should really still hold on to, don't give up yet, or just dump them, get rid yeah. of it, you know, leave the relationship. So only only two teams on the bye this week. I just noticed that. Washington and Carolina. Yeah, Washington and Carolina are the only teams on the bye this week. But as we said, um, we the, the bye weeks are starting. And uh, But, you know, as always, as every show, but um, we have to talk about football. didn't talk about this week. Interesting news that I heard, actually, and not for nothing, I, I turned on the TV and TMZ ended up popping up. I don't watch TMZ. Stop lying, Flex. No, I don't. I don't, I don't watch. I don't. I don't. I do not. And, I, and, and <laughs> this is my first. I do not like the news, whether it be about... Um, celebrities mm-hmm. or politics. Gossip. You don't like gossip. I, I don't like gossip. I don't. I don't. I do not like TMZ. I don't like. Don't like watch. Like to watch TMZ. Yeah. Uh. But um. They just all they're really trying to do is trying to expose celebrities. You know. 
which is fine. I get. I I just like that's one job I could never do. Like yeah. there's certain jobs, and we we all have those jobs we could never do. Like I could never be, you know, like 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 a paparazzi. Right. Not to say there's anything wrong with what you do. That's right. your job if you enjoy it. Some people get a thrill out of that. Yeah. I could never be a news reporter. But you can't wait outside of a restaurant for four <laughs> hours just for a ten second photograph. I hear no, you. excuse me. Yeah, no, I can't do that. I I can never be a news reporter either. I can't like be. I'm not that type of go getter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I and I um like I I could also never be like 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 a like working as a traffic cop. That's something else. Once again, find that you do that. I just personally can't do it. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I mentioned that to my girl the other day. We were driving into the city, and this traffic cop just looks like so miserable. Like he looked like he was having the worst day in the world. I'm like, babe, that's one job I can never do. But but you gotta love you gotta love the ones that do love their jobs. There's some of them oh, that like yeah. do dances, they'll, you know. They'll be break dancing in the intersection. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know they'll, into they'll, oncoming traffic. Yeah, like, you know, like <laughs> stopping and popping and doing those. You gotta love the people that love their job like that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I hear um, you. Yeah. So um, anyhow, but uh, who was I talking about? Oh, TMZ. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm looking at my notes. I'm getting a little confused. So TMZ. They mentioned uh, something Super Bowl related. So you know, as Maroon Five is going to be performing at the Super Bowl this mm-hmm. year. They mentioned that this is the rumors, and there's talk, not rumors, but there's talks about it, about Cardi B being mixed in there, too. Okay. And with Maroon 5, that's an interesting combination. Well, she has a song out with them. Okay. The girls I, like you. Da, 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 no, da, I haven't da. heard it. Okay. Well, there's a life outside of, you know, football and, fantasy, and real estate. No, no, I'm pretty in tune with pop culture. I just haven't heard that one yet. Uh, I'm, You should have. It's a pretty big song. Anyways, so... um. You know, and so they're, they're saying that about her being a guest and doing that song with them. But Cardi B is requesting some time of her own to perform some of her own songs during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's what there was a big talk on TMZ, which talking about like how Maroon Five would deal with that as being as like you know like hey look we're supposed to be the lead guys, and now out of nowhere Cardi B wants to have a piece of the pie. But yeah. It's supposed to be just us. It's right. not like. It's not like Maroon Five is bringing them on like to as their own special guest. There's like a deal that they're it's being made. Right, right. So I don't. I don't but she's she's buzzing right now, so I could I could totally totally see her requesting that. Now anybody that knows me well enough, and once again, this is just me personally. Mm-hmm. I do not I do not like want to belittle anybody else that likes it. They know that I am not a commercial hip hop fan. Mm-hmm. I I do not. I am not a fan of Cardi B's music. She's one of the hottest artists out right now. Yeah. There's no denying that. Takashi 69 is one of the hottest artists right now. Hot enough for us to be mentioned on our podcast, and they know for a fact that people know me know I really don't like his music. Yeah, yeah. But hot enough at least to have his name you mentioned. You were bumping a little Takashi at the tailgate party. I had to. Yeah, I know, I know. I had I know. to. There's people requesting it. People were requesting it. More than one song, nonetheless, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? But anyway, so... Um, so yeah, that's interesting. They said that Cardi B might have a couple of uh, sets of her own music yeah. there and there, and then somebody else he mentioned is funny. Like maybe it's kind of also like a jab at Nicki Minaj since mm-hmm. she was on that Madden commercial. Like, right. All right, Nicki, you go do a Madden commercial. I'll go perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they don't like each other, huh? No, 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 they don't. But it, but listen, did you did you see the fight between them? No, I told you I don't. I don't yeah, you I don't, don't watch look, it. Well, I, I mean, I, just, you'll you'll get some. Not that I'm condoning violence here, but Cardi B got lumped up, like literally, like she has a knot like on top of her head. Uh huh. I mean, take a look at it. It's kind of amusing. Is she pregnant? Uh, no, no, she gave birth already. Oh, she, see, that's how much yeah. I don't follow like as much yeah. as pop. I think culture. her uh, her child's name is Culture. 
Oh, Gord. <laughs> with a K. Oh, Culture with a K. I said, anyway, I said, getting back to football. I said Gord. I want to say God and Lord. I said Gord. <laughs> Gord. You combined the New two. New word. All right, so getting back to it. But yeah, but that's interesting enough to know since it's football related about what's happening there. Uh, and been a great week of football. My Giants finally, finally got a win. Yeah, the G-men getting off the schneid. Yeah, man, they finally got a win. It was, it, was, it was... Talk about it. No, it was good. Well, it was good to watch. When, the, the thing that stood out most to me, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but the thing that stood out the most to me mm-hmm. was the fact that... Uh, um, Eric Flowers was benched. Yeah. And with him being benched, not only that, we, we get the win with him being benched. The yeah. offensive line had one penalty call on them the entire game. Mm-hmm. Remember, don't forget when I said when Coincidence? I went, when I went to the Giants game uh, in the first three plays, Eric Flowers had two penalty calls yeah. on him. And they both were for, you know, catches that were made that had to be called back. And they had two. Now, granted, Eli still got sacked four times, mm-hmm. three of them by J.J. Watt. But that was once again on the right side where Eric Flowers usually is. Yeah. Well, now this year where Eric Flowers is, and they put Wheeler in there. I think he did a, as good as a job yeah, as anybody saw, could against JJ Watt. I saw. Um, I saw a little bit of the game. It looked like at least one of those sacks was like a coverage sacks. Like he he had he had time to throw the ball, but just nobody was open. Right. You know, so I mean, Watts, you could only block that guy for so long. And he he was mentioning because of the times that he's been injured mm-hmm. that he felt like people forgot what he could do. So he went into talking his, about JJ Watts. Yeah, JJ Watt. Yeah. Watt, not Watts. Watt. Watt is his last name, not electricity's. Watt. So yeah. So then he uh, he said that people forgot that what he could do. So then he wanted to come and kind and like showcase again his skills because that guy is just a dumb. Like yeah. When when you talk about like one player that can make a difference for an entire team, especially yeah. such a large team like a football team, JJ Watt is one of those guys that makes an incredible difference. Yeah, I mean, former defensive player of the year. He's just you know the last couple of years he's been bit with the injury bug. But, yeah, but yeah, but uh, but you know, but that was uh, that was good enough for the fact that um, that you know he did get four sacks. You know, three of them were his. But like I said, I think Wheeler did just as good as anybody else. Anybody could do that. Goes mm-hmm. against JJ Watt, and it was his first start. So yeah. for it being his first start and going up against JJ Watt, that's a lot of. It. But he, I think he did fine, fine enough to the point, like I said, where there was only, so he was serviceable. And the only one who got the the penalty call was Nate Solder. Yeah. He got the penalty call, and he's a veteran. He's trusted. You know, he blocks Eli's blind side. He's yeah. fine to be trusted. But like that's. I, with, with Eric Flowers out, only one penalty call in the yeah. entire offensive line. It's, that that's it's the best game. the Giants' O line has looked in probably I would say at least a year. Yeah, and the Texans' O line does not look good. Yeah, they did not look good. Uh, but yeah, it was a good win for us. So good win. Fun. Saquon got into the box again. He had a great day. Yeah, game. yeah. He looked good. and it wasn't even so much as a receiver, but you know, he was yeah. running. Sterling Shepard had a really good day. Sterling Shepard, yeah. Even though he got thrown out that one point, yeah, for like yeah. some taunting, yeah. But you know, he got that clutch. That, that was a. To me, it was a ballsy play mm-hmm. at the end, you know? Like, you know, you could go easily for the field goal there. Right. You know, but you kind of a ballsy play that they went, you know, with the pass. You know, because you could go for another run, see what happens, and then go for field goal. But it was kind of a ballsy play, and it ended up working out. Um, all right. So, uh, and then Cowboys lost, which is good for us. Uh, yeah, my Cowboys, man. So, so, so disappointing. And it's, you know, as a, as a fan, as, you know, the official spokesman of Cowboys Nation, man, like, it's it's so frustrating, you know, like... If we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you know, one and two, I mean, the thing is that, you know, no one's running away with this division, and they still have to play each other, and we do have a win over the Giants, so um, at least we have a win in the division, but I just don't understand, like, how Zeke Elliott only carries the ball 17 times. Like, the entire offense is built right around him. That's the way they've decided to build their team, is around the running back, which in today's NFL, like, you're kind of going against the grain. Like, we we all agree that the NFL is now a passing league, right? 
Well, it's been a Pasolini for a while, but I believe right. now more so than ever. And I was, and when I want to shout out, I mean, I mean to everybody, sorry, I want to shout out to the new Murrays, who friends of mine, who uh, Shannon and Keith, who mm-hmm. both got married this weekend, had an amazing time at their wedding, a great, great time at the wedding, and I want to shout them out. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and for like the last hour, I just spent talking football with like my boy Timmy, Stevie Boy, and Ryan, and mm-hmm. we were just like talking football for like the last hour. Of it, you know, uh, but it was, and, and we but we mentioned stuff about that. But go on, as you were saying. Yeah, so you must really like the Murrays to interrupt my Cowboys rant. But yeah, shout out to the Murrays. I love the Murrays. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I I don't understand. I mean, like they've built a team around a running back, which in today's NFL doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, you know, Zeke Zeke was averaging eight yards a carry. Like, look, if I ask you who's leading the league in, in Russian right now, who would you say it is? I would tell you exactly who it is because I actually wrote it down. Who is it? I, I'll tell you later. You'll see. Yeah. So I'll answer it. It's it's Matt Breida and Zeke Elliott. Okay. I want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, for 264 yards each. I mean, like, the guy is producing and you're only giving – he's by far their best player. By far. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. You know, like, you, 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 they made a mistake cutting Des Bryant – like, let, let's get it together, man. I mean, look, it's still early in the season. I'm not panicking, but it's it's just so frustrating being a Cowboy fan right now. No, it, it's uh, – well, like, I just think that because of the fact that everybody knows that Zeke is going to be the main guy, they're probably trying to spread it out a little more to try to use him, I guess, as a distraction more than anything else because it's happened before in the past where, like, the best player on the team is used more as a distraction. Yeah, but if you got to – flex, he's – you know, this past game, he was eight yards a carry. I'm not denying you. Yeah. I'm just saying and the reason why. Their offense is not built where they – you know, if they get down, you know – 14 points, that team's in trouble. They don't have the, that quick strike offense where they could just come back. No, I guess, like I said, I'm not denying that you're right. I mm-hmm. agree with you. I'm just giving you the reasons why right. maybe he's not getting Because you're like, I don't know why. Well, this is probably why. I'm not saying that you're you're definitely right, though. Yeah. I'm just saying that this I'm trying to ask you questions definitely why. Uh, just a little frustrating. But, yeah, no, what is frustrating, though, in the NFL today, which is, is definitely, definitely that rough in the pass rule. I get it. Oh, my God. I get it. That is terrible. I terrible. Under- I understand you want to protect the quarterbacks from injury. You want to prolong. Yeah, but- I get it. But the, the, the best thing they said, and I found out that your boy Jason Winston, Jason Witten said it last night, too, and he said, Coaches don't know how to coach against right. that right now. This right. is just and it really is. You and might as well be playing touch football. Follow us. Follow us on at BFB Podcast. You're gonna see I'm posting a funny video that I'm reposting from Barstool about that this couple remade about how to sack a quarterback in the NFL nowadays. And you got to see it. It's like literally like the girls getting like hi hike, and the guy gingerly walks up to her, yeah. lays her down very softly across the ground, and then picks her back up. No, picks her up first, and then lays her. Very softly across the line. Like this yeah. is how you sack the quarterback in the NFL nowadays. And let's, like I said, I understand the point about it, but this is taking it too far. Because yeah. what are defenders really right. supposed to do? Clay Matthews two weeks in a row, and yeah. then the, the one this past week that was just t- that was a it was textbook awful. tackle, a, a textbook yeah. tackle by Clay Matthews, and and he got flagged. Even like, um, it, it's football in the Cowboys game. Crawford got flagged. You know, you know, extended a drive early in the first quarter. I mean. You know, and and those are you know fifteen yard penalties. Like no, I get it. It's it's football. Like I don't I don't understand what you're supposed to do against that. I yeah. really don't. But and and, that, and that's and it's it's that's where it shows. Like and that's what we were talking about when I when I mentioned about the Murrays and the and their wedding this weekend uh, was because when we talked about football at the end, it's like it's it's just such an offensive minor league more than ever now because I I believe it always was a passer league. That mm-hmm. was one reason why I said like I wasn't scared about getting a running back in the first two rounds right. draft wise. But um, now more than ever because it, it defense. I mean, obviously, it's a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's 
not as important anymore because you're getting penalties called on you for left and right, left and right, especially with that pressure that you're putting onto the quarterbacks. Right. So the ball's going to keep flying. The ball's going to keep going more than ever. So it's like, you know, it's, 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 that's why I'm happy as a Giants fan that we got an offensive-minded coach because right. now it's more of an offensive league more than ever. Yeah, of course, so. of course. And, uh, you know, all of the rules are, are catered towards the offense. But they, they have yeah, to yeah, make yeah. a couple of changes. Like that quarterback, um, that, a, has, that has to get changed. body weight winning. Yeah. Right, exactly. I think the other thing that needs to get changed is that, like, the, the hit zone of where you could get tackled. Right. Like, it's got to – like, I know that they're protecting, like, the head. But you're seeing so many leg injuries now, you know, because everybody's going down low to avoid, you know, being flagged. But if, if you ask, you know – out of 100 NFL players where they'd rather be hit, I guarantee you 99 of them will say that they'd rather be hit up high than down low. Up high enough, like in the you know body. I mean? yeah. yeah. But they, they don't want to get hit in their knees. They don't want to get hit in their ankles. You sh- you should, it should be like a strike zone. Yeah. Like, did you you, you watch the entire Giant game, right? Of course. Did you see, like, I think it was Saquon's, like, first or second run when he got hit low and then he and, got and, taken and off the a little bit. And then yeah. he jogged off the field? Yeah. Tell me your heart didn't jump in your throat. No, I didn't think because I didn't, I didn't think it was that small. I mean, heart- me as a, as a non Giant fan, I'm like, wow, you know, his, his I, knee kind of buckled. I, I didn't, to be honest. I didn't. I, I thought it was going to be okay, but the same thing. Like I, I also kind of thought that Evan Ingram was going to be kind of okay, even though he hobbled more off. Right, I right. saw more, and it was kind of the very, kind of the same hit that Saquon took, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But it was obviously very different since right, you know right. Evan Ingram's out with a uh, yeah. with sprained MCL. I mean, you know, Saquon he could s- sustain those kind of hits. I mean, his legs are built like tree trunks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. I mean, for a lot of players, that that could be career ending. No, I know. Like I said, it should be like the strike zone above the knees, below the shoulders. That should be like the strike zone. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, it's a little bit annoying because it definitely is. Like you know, boy, Jason Witt said it said it best. Like you know, coaches are not don't know how to coach this rule, and what are you going to do about it? Like, what what are they expected to do? Moving on now. So once again, as we do every single episode for these two episodes a week, we give you the who's hurt. To keep you up to date with the injuries and to be prepared for your lineups. So not Who's that, hurt? Ouch. Not, ouch. Ouchies. Uh, not that much this week, uh, but just to give you some of the big names that are going on for who's hurt for Evan Ingram. And there's another one added on to the list of injured tight ends. He mm-hmm. is officially coming. He's officially um, ruled out for this coming game with the Saints. He's listed as week to week with a sprained MCL. We'll see how that is going forward. But definitely for this week, he is out. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm just sure. Terrible, man. Yeah, terrible, so terrible. Guy, yeah. Unfortunately, out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. Yeah. And just the way he got hurt, too. You yeah. know, like trying to make a play. You know, he could have just went out of bounds. Yes, it's 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 sad. I really do feel I really do feel for the guy and for the yeah. 49ers fans. Um, Keep your head, Jimmy G. Uh, not so much fantasy relevant players, but fan, but relevant enough. Maybe he, they are for you have for people who play in um, individual defensive player leagues mm-hmm. or guys who have the Rams defense. But still, nonetheless, for a dominant defense like the Rams, big enough to mention these two names: Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib. Both yeah. left the game. Both had ankle injuries, and both walking out of the locker rooms with a boot on. Peters had it on his right foot, and Tlaib had it on his left yeah. foot. Coach Sean McVay is unsure if they'll be available to play for this very exciting game this Thursday. Yeah, against the I, and they, you know, the short week is not helping them. Not at all. Well, I believe they won't play, yeah. but uh, we'll keep you up to date at, on our uh, pod, on our Instagram and Twitters as much as we can about what yeah. they're going to play or not. Bump up to the, uh, to the Vikings offense with those two out. Especially for them, I think they wanted to come back after what happened to them this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. A.J. Green, he left the game with a groin injury and did not return, even though he was never officially declared out. He said he'll be fine to play for this upcoming game, so don't we worry about that too much. A.J. Peterson strained his ankle in the game when they defeated the Packers. It is not expected that he will miss any time, though, as he does have a bye week this week. Even though he was wearing a protective boot in the team facilities yesterday, 
The Redskins have that bye, so it seems like he will be all set, all all go for Week 5 against the Saints. And another update on Greg Olson. He's looking to possibly return after this bye week in Week 5. So he's off this week, and they said that it is possible that he could return in Week 5. So for you guys who did not who stashed him and did not trash him, as myself, maybe he's going to be back in your lineups. All right. All right, moving on. So now let's get really into it about talking about the standouts of week three. Let's talk about wide receivers. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. There's one guy that I want to mention off the bat, which I think is a pretty obvious one to mention off the bat right away. I have to. Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah. I got to mention Calvin Ridley because this happens every year Mm -hmm. where somebody early drops a potential star. Didn't you do that last year with Alec Kamara? I I dropped. Thank you for the reminder, Flex. I I did draft. Thank God I was in the keeper league. But uh, I thank I God it was in a keeper league. It wasn't in a keeper oh, league. Oh, it wasn't in. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, how does that make it better? I was about to say. Yeah. Well, so you, when, when did you drop him? Do you remember? I mean, it was it was really 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 early on. It's before he went on that tear. Um, I just you know what the buy started happening and I, I needed the roster spot. Well, that's another situation. It looks like this week because every year somebody drops him at the beginning of very beginning of the season, and it looks very much like Calvin Ridley could be that guy because I saw in some leagues that he was dropped already. Yeah. Uh, one of my leagues, it was a keeper league where he was dropped already. And then my boy Kento ended up picking him up. My boy Keith dropped him. And it's like, it's every year. You got that guy who's like, damn, man, if I never dropped this player, my team would have been sick. Yeah. Did anyone, did you see anyone play him this week? Uh, Ridley. Yes. Yeah. I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Kento played him in yeah. one league. But that's also because he has like a bunch of players that he drafted that were out, like, like Aguilar. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jeffries. Other players, so he played him this week actually. Yeah, and I did mention last week. I did mention that if you want to play some sneaky flyers with potential big breakout games in this one, play Ted Ginn Jr. and Calvin Ridley. I mentioned that last week when I was talking about the game. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that I had um, I, speak about. I had a good amount of him in daily because I, I really liked Matt Ryan this week. So I, I had a couple of lineups paired with I him. I like Matt Ryan for the rest of the year. And one thing I yeah. also want to give a one big shout-out was shout-out to my boy, Moodoo. And I'm going to go through this real quickly. We'll get right back into the, the, to the meat and potatoes of the segment. But I want to shout-out mm-hmm. my boy, Moodoo, because I remember I told you about this off. And I never spoke about this on the show. And I told him this because when we argued about this, he says, why don't you talk about it on your show? I was like, no, because I don't want to give you the power the satisfaction to know that you bothered me. I'm not going to allow that to happen. But now it ends up working in my favor. So what happened in the draft, and one of my drafts for my Sunday Funday F Monday leagues, was it was somewhere late in the round, I think like 12 or 13 more or less like that. I had a second overall pick, right? And it was coming back to me. So then I had a pick, and then Mudu had was had the first overall. So then I was coming with the second to last pick in the round, and then Mudu was going to pick after me, right? I didn't have a quarterback. So I was like, wait, I, Carson Wentz still there. I like Carson Wentz. Jimmy Garoppolo, I like, you know, wait. Mudu already has Andrew Luck. So he maybe might take one of these quarterbacks, like a backup. That's about it. So I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take Devontae Booker him to back him up with Royce Freeman, as I did mm-hmm. in my drafts. And then I'll take one of the quarterbacks on the way back. Maybe he won't even take a quarterback now. I took Devontae Booker. He wanted Devontae Booker. He ended up taking two quarterbacks. He drafted three QBs. Mm-hmm. Three QBs. He had Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I was upset. And he was like, oh, yeah, but it's my right to do that. Of course it's your right. It's also my right to call your pocket aces pre-flop with my 2-5 and defeat you on the river. You're still not going to be happy if that happens. Right. The point was I was upset about it at N- the time. Nice poker reference, Flex. Well done. Thank- well, that's that's the best way I could explain it. He's a poker guy, too. He plays a lot okay. of poker. He's so he'll good. appreciate that. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. We, we play poker, and he's a good he's a good poker player. Um, so when he took that, I was really upset, and I ended up taking Matt Ryan, who I thought was the best available. It ends up working out in my favor a whole lot. So thank you very much for that, Moodoo, and I want to give him a shout-out about that now to know that his move, which he claims was a good play, which I don't think it's a good play to draft three quarterbacks when you are not in a 2QB league, mm-hmm. 
but he did it. I don't even draft two, let alone three. I like drafting two. I do. That's just me personally. That's everybody personally. But whatever, that was his thing, and he felt like it was the best play to do for whatever his team, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Ends up working out in my favor because now I have Matt Ryan, who has been on fire the past two weeks. Past two weeks, he's been lighting it up. To talk now about Calvin really going back to that, this appears, like I said, this appears to be one of those guys because maybe you dropped him the first week in your way ride for somebody like Philip Lindsay or Jared Cook. Mm -hmm. It's possible. You probably did. Find the end zone for the second straight week, but this time for three Three times, times Rid- including that 75-yarder. Yep. Ridley had a team high seven receptions for 146 yards. The first rookie to do that since Odell Beckham Jr. back in 2004 to have three touchdowns in mm-hmm. one game. Um, and you said, you know, 75-yarder, that's where most of the offense came. But still, this Falcons offense seems to be really strong right now, especially looking how they are after shaking off all that first game rust yeah. in the first game against the Eagles where they didn't look good Defense at is all. a different story, but yeah, they're... Defense is a bit of a different story, but the defense is, you know, for this for a lot of teams this year, as we said, yeah. it's more of an offense, um, high offense league, and this Falcons offense seems to really be taking advantage of it. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, for 100%, definitely moving forward, has flex consideration coming up this week against the Bengals, going forward, and he could possibly climb up the Absolutely. ladder. I always said before the preseason that he was the most talented wide receiver in the draft, mm-hmm. but DJ Moore went first, and I thought that DJ Moore situationally was in a better situation yeah. than Calvin Ridley. But Calvin Ridley's talents as being the best wide receiver. Absolutely. And he's he looks like he's taking control of that number two wide receiver ahead of a, a Sanu. And did you did you watch any of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw I saw like the end of it and happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I was fl- uh, switching back between uh, that game and the Giant game. And he just looks really good. Like he runs great routes. He knows how to get open. Um, guy, guy, kid could play, man. Speaking of uh, three touchdowns in one game, Julio Jones still has zero touchdowns in three games. Yeah. Uh, you want so to talk always, about a wide receiver? Always been the knock on him. So yeah, uh, which wide receiver? Back, back from the dead. Who? Can you guess? Who? Jordy, Jordy Nelson. What? what oh did, yeah, yeah. What yeah, did Jordy yeah, Nelson yeah, have yeah. for breakfast on Sunday? I want some of that. Um, now look, two of them came on you know two long receptions. So I'm going to temper expectations here. But six receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown. So, and a lot of that came in like the first quarter. I just saw he was on the waiver wire in one of my leagues. Somebody dropped him. Yeah, I mean, I'll be looking you at know, that. Though. Jordy Nelson, you know, turning back the clock. He just seems to have a rapport growing with Derek Carr. It looks like, yeah, because Amari Cooper did not have a good game that. Now it could have right, been game right. script because you see, like Jared Cook had a great game first week, and then yeah. the other two weeks is like back to what we expect from Jared Cook. Right, right. So it could just, and then Amari Cooper had a good game the second week. Yeah, and now Jordy Nelson had a good game this week. It really could be game script going yeah. forward. Next week, watch the Tavis Bryant. Also, it looked like I mean, most of that came in the first quarter. Like right. he caught yeah, two yeah, long yeah, yeah, balls yeah. in the first quarter, and one of them looked like it was a like broken coverage. So I'm gonna, but but the, that, the numbers look incredible. But let's let's. That's what Jordy Nelson bit. did with the Packers. It right. was the long balls that he was yeah, catching. Yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah. long deep passes. So yeah. So I mean, look, he's. I think he's worth the ad for sure if he's available. But um, let's uh, let's temper expectations moving forward on Jordy Nelson. Anyone else at wide receiver? I got a couple more if I want to talk about. If you don't mind, Tariq Hill. Tariq the Freak. Now stand up performance in week three for me, but not standing out for positive notes. He stood out to me because of his lack of production. He only holding in two of his five targets for just fifty one yards for the first week. We have now seen that this mortal. Has no touchdowns this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the targets have moved on more to Travis Kelsey and to Sammy Watkins in the past couple of weeks. But the thing is, I'm still not too worried about him if you were to re-kill owner mm-hmm. because that freak speed that he has, that, yeah. that superhuman speed that he has, still gives him in the top 10 right. expectations every week. 
and combine uh, that with the fact that he has a quarterback that's not afraid to sling the ball, and he, which is, seems like right now not for nothing, probably the best offense in the league. Yeah, it oh, looks yeah. It, it's arguably the best offense in the league right now, and for him to be the one, number one receiver in that offense, I'm still not worried about him. But when you play against him, if you are not a three kill owner, mm-hmm. you at least have a little room to breathe. Okay, it's possible that he could not put up big points, which right. is. Expected every week of him. Absolutely. Uh, and then two more that you want to mention real quick, Marvin Jones Jr., because as a Marvin Jones Jr. owner, mm-hmm. I like for the fact, uh, because of the fact that... Um, got into the end zone. Got into the end zone. But what I like is that he's getting still... You know, he doesn't get as many targets as Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. who uh, I was wrong about, and I was a Kenny Galladay believer. And so far, he's this, this you know, proving what I've said about him, and that, yeah. which is fine. That's great. And uh, he's still getting less than Tate, less than Galladay. But it's still – I feel more comfortable deploying him in my flex now mm-hmm. because of the fact that he's still getting the, the red zone targets right. for the, for the touchdown. He has, in fact, has the same he – he's actually um, – what is it? Oh, he's ranked as third. No, fourth. Sorry, fourth with red zone targets. The only people that have more red zone targets than Marvin Jones are Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, and believe it or not, even though the guy doesn't have a single touchdown, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that he's still at least getting those red zone targets. He would have had more touchdowns if – for two games that uh, Matt Stafford didn't overthrow it to him. And for the past two games, he's overthrown it to him twice in the end zone. Right. So I still like it because of that. Yeah. So uh, one last uh, person I'd like to discuss before we move on to running back is um, Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints. Again? Wow. Again? Again. Third straight week in a row we'll talk about this Again, guy. Again, he's, he's made the standout. So another 10 catches, 129 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but he's caught 38 out of 40 balls, Flex. Yeah, that, that's is that sustainable? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's you know, there's no reason to think that he can't do it. Right. He's he, I was looking at a statistic. They they were projecting him for 16 games. He's on pace to catch 200 balls. Yeah, I can see so, it would shatter the single season record. He he, he he could definitely be the number one wide receiver. No, number one player. Yeah. Fancy to see now it's going to be interesting to see like what happens when Ingram gets back, you know, to see like if they go back to being that run heavy team. But I mean, look, the guy, the guy is super, super talented, and you know, we we had him pegged for the breakout season, so so far so good. Another fun fact that I found out this weekend while I was talking football. Fun facts are always fun. Talk about it. Yes, they are, Charlie. Another one that I found out this weekend after talking, I told you about that hour of football on the wedding uh, for my boy Timmy. That which, must have been some conversation. It was a pretty good one, and this is a fun one. I realized that we as Giants took Sterling Shepard over. Michael Thomas in the second round. Ouch. <laughs> it's not ouch. Sterling Shepard's still very good. Uh, yeah, he is He's, very good. <laughs> he is very good. Now we <laughs> He is not Michael Thomas, safe to say. And at the same time, maybe Michael Thomas would have never been Michael Thomas if it wasn't for him going to the Saints. Yeah. You know what I mean? He probably would have never for you know, I doubt I'm not, once again, I agree with you. Michael o- Thomas opportunity is saying. Yeah. Michael Thomas is way better than Sterling Shepard we see now. But it if if Sterling Shepard had a different opportunity like Michael Thomas got, he probably could have been a better player as well. Yeah, but uh, but still, yeah, that's pretty funny that we took. Sterling Can you Shepard imagine him up and you know lining up opposite of uh, Odell? Odell? Wow! Now and now with Saquon? Wow! Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, last one I want to mention real quick is Juju Smith Schuster as once again another person who's putting my beliefs away. Uh, I was not. I I liked him this year. I liked him a lot. I just didn't like him for his ADP price. He was eight, he had an ADP of four point four as the fourth pick in the fourth round, and I thought that was a little high for him. But he's doing really well. Receivers like Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, Larry Fitzgerald, and Doug Baldwin were all taken ahead of him for the second straight game in a row with double digit targets, averaging twenty three fantasy points per game. He's a special talent, and so far he's doing really well for all his owners this year. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to running backs. Uh, do you want to start off? You want me, or you want me to start off? Uh, I'll go first. So, right. um, 
Standout, you know, this is this one's going to be obvious, but uh, C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, sir. 184 yards, man. It's uh, un- unbelievable what this kid is doing. You know, and you know what? We all knew that he was going to be involved in the passing game, but he had he he's proven that he could be the bell cow. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of doubts that he's going to be able to, you know, touch the ball 20, 25 times. He had 28 carries for 184 yards. And he was only targeted twice this right. game. So he's more involved in the rushing game this past week. But Christian McCaffrey, you know, among the league leaders in rushing so far this year, and I see no reason why that's not going to continue moving forward. 28 times for 184 yeah. yards. That's an impressive 6.8 yards per yeah, carry. Paying off that uh, that high ADP he had to start the season. I, I said preseason, and I said it in our second show when we started talking about running backs. I said that in a North Turner offense, the lead running back rushes for at least 200 times per year yeah. in his career in so far. With North and with this big attempt at 28, he's pushed his average attempts per game to 15. So mm-hmm. he's well on track to yeah, have yeah. more than that. Yeah. I mean, look, com- combined with, with his receptions, he's going to get close to 300 touches this year. Listen, yeah. With, and he's their 100%. most dynamic playmaker, so you got to get the ball in his hands. Either catching the ball, rushing the ball, CMC, Christian McCaffrey is a major part of his Carolina offense. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's comforting to see him to do that much groundwork uh, damage. I have him in two leagues. Yeah. Two leagues, big fan, got a fa- got his fat up on my wall, retweeted me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jose and Zimbo too for that. It's funny. Uh, one guy I also just wanted to mention was uh, Marshawn Lynch. Third straight week, and I know you don't like that, and that's one reason why I wrote about, wrote about this guy because you're not a Marshawn Lynch fan, mm-hmm. was that the third straight w- week, with double digit carries, he's going up every single week, and he's one of. And now, last week, he has his largest one yet with nineteen. In the real football world, yes, he's doing just okay. All right, yeah. he's only averaging three point four yards per carry, and so far after three weeks, he's only averaging fifty six point seven yards per game. Yeah, fantasy wise, he's averaging double digits, and he's going up. He went from twelve point nine to fourteen point eight, and last week had seventeen point six. John Gruden, more and more, is trusting Marshawn Lynch. I said that before the year, and it's, and it's proven so far. He's and, and, and another fun fact, too, about him is that he's caught every single pass thrown his way. Mm-hmm. He's not the pass catcher on the team. Jalen Richarda is. But still, he's every time they throw the ball at him, he's caught every single one. Not many times, but right. he's caught every single one. He's catching 100% of his passes. And it's just good to see him to comfortably deploy him as one of your main starting RBs. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm kind of weekly, it looks like in one of my leagues, I'm deploying Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson every single week. And that's not bad. Also, it's not bad for the fact that my three, you know, my three wide receivers are Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Stephon Diggs in that league. But that's not bad at all. Yeah. So, uh, Marshawn Lynch is a guy I wanted to give a little nod to. Anybody else you want to mention? Yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, this came at the expense of my Dallas Cowboys. But uh, Chris Carson looks yes. like he grabbed the... Uh, the clear number one role in that Seattle running game, 32 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, look, he didn't really rip off any big runs. His average per carry is 3.2. His longest run was 13 yards. But, I mean, look, he got all the work he could handle, and looks like that's going to continue moving forward. So, uh, Chris Carson, have him on your radar, guys. I, listen, I, 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 I said it before. Another thing that I meant – as, as another thing I'm mentioning, something I'm getting right. Mm-hmm. I said Chris Carson is the best running back out of that backfield, and Rashad Penny was going to be a bust and a waste of a pick. Yep. The first game, Chris Carson had 10 carries for 79 yards. So you're taking a victory lap, Flex? I'm taking some victory laps, yes. And I, <laughs> and I made some bad, bad calls to take a victory laps on some good ones that I'm making. But... You know, like you know, like you said, he had 32 carries this game. He's going to be moving forward now. I feel obviously what's holding him back mm-hmm. 
is that terrible offensive line. Yeah. That awful, awful, awful offensive line is holding him back. But the good thing about it, what you see about it, is Rashad Penny only had three carries yeah. for five yards. Yeah. So and, and the Cowboys are a good defense. Mm-hmm. What a week for me to play them, though. Yeah. I played them in two leagues. Yeah. I mean, they salvaged it at the end. They did get a couple of sacks, but yeah. Uh, yeah, two Was points. It? Thanks yeah. for salvaging me that. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I Better listen. than a donut. No, no, you're right about that. Uh, but he's doing what he can with the team he is on, and I love him next week going against the Cardinals. So far, a lot of running backs have succeeded against the Cardinals this year. Mm. Uh, and the last player that I wanted to mention is uh, Kareem Hunt. Because of his standout performance, once again, yep. not in a positive light. He was on my do not buy week. He was on my do not buy list in the first show we did. I said I want no part of Kareem Hunt, mm. and I am right about that so far. Uh he showed up to work this week. Yeah. I know, I'll let you, I know you want to say something. Yeah. I'll let you get in a second. He showed up to work this week, so to speak, because of the fact that he had two touchdowns, rushed 18 times for 44 yards, and he put up his highest fantasy points of the year so far with 16.4. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. The bad news is he's still not doing that well. He's had less than three yards per carry for the rest of that game. Only long one he's had was for 10 yards. He's averaging an ugly. 3.2 yards per attempt for the season so far. And he's a pass catcher. He's pretty good like that. He's only gotten one attempt per game. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is on fire right now. He's averaging 31 pass attempts per game. Kareem Hunt gets one per game. So as much as he's a strong pass catcher, yeah. he's not being he's, used he's like that. He's not being involved in that pass. He's game. not being involved in the pass yeah. game. He's not doing well on the ground. Yeah. So it's the Mahomes it's, is not, you know. Dinking and dunking at all, man. He's throwing the ball down well, I, the field. I, I, man. I, I said that before. I said it, I said a preseason that you know he has a cannon for an arm. It is what he yeah. does. That scramble he had yesterday, and then that laser yeah, beam yeah, yeah. he threw. It was just that was, was the, the one to Sammy Watkins, right? No, Chris Conley. Oh, the Chris Conley. Chris Conley got the new scramble. He, he went he went out to his left, and then he crim came around and went down to his right like a long loop and. You can just be. I don't know how you make a pass like that. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. You and, gotta, and it, you got to have a rocket to do that. It's just a, the balance to find to throw it that accurate too. It's just um, on on the run like that. But still, like you know, he he's he's doing great. Pat Mahomes and Kareem Hunt is not doing well running the ball as a running back should, and he's not being involved in the pass casting game. So it's like his ceiling is dropping more and more every week. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for people who pay that high price, Kareem yeah. Hunt. So uh, one other running back that stood out before we move on to QB is. Um, Keeping with the old man theme, Adrian Peterson does yeah. it again. Does it again. 19 carries, 125, uh, 120 yards, a healthy 6.3 yards a carry, and two, count them, two touchdowns. Uh, on the year, he's fifth in the league in rushing. Would you have thought that before the league started, before the year started? Nah. I wanted to say yes just to be funny, 236 yards and three touchdowns so far for AP this year. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, good, to, it's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. So that's running backs for the week. As an agent Peterson owner, it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on to quarterbacks. One quarterback that I want to mention off the bat, and it I have to mention him because mm-hmm. if I told you that the Dolphins were going to be 3-0 before the season started, you would have said I'm crazy. I would have laughed you out of the studio. You would have laughed me out of the studio, absolutely. And not only, not only 3-0, 3-0 without Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would have been crazy to hear. And without JHI for the whole year. Yeah. It would have been crazy to hear that. But still, here we are. They are 3-0 and quietly. They're not making a lot of noise. Yeah. They're quiet. First, sole place, sole possession of first place in the NFC East. I got to mention Ryan Tannehill. You know, yeah. because the thing is, not, much, not so much as his Dolphins are 3-0. and He is fantasy rev- relevant. He's improving every week. First week he had 17 points. Then he had 20. Last week he had 31 points. Mm-hmm. 
He has last week he uh, connected for an impressive seventy four percent of his passes and had a really good twelve point six yards per attempt. He now has six hundred and eighty seven yards over the past three weeks. That's more than Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and even Tom Brady. He is tied as QB number six for the most touchdowns that he has. Now uh, he has he's only tied with Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson with seven overall touchdowns. But still, that's more than the previous three quarterbacks I mentioned, and more than Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. Big Ben Roethlisberger and Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. so like like it's it's definitely a strong start to his season, and that's that's where he gets the kudos and uh, better fantasy bureau, which is which, which is really hard to get, you know, not a approval yeah, so yeah. far <laughs> for sure. So yeah, Ryan Tannehill, I had to give, give a little shout out there nice. because he's he's doing well, and shout out to all the Dolphins fans out there. All right, so uh, for me, keeping up with the old man theme again, thirty nine year old. Boy wonder Drew Brees uh-huh. turning back the clock. Uh, 39 of 49 for 396 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And what a rushing touchdown it was at the end of the game to uh, send that game into overtime. Spin move and gets into the end zone. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. Drew Brees, you know, continues to do it, man. And, year in and year out. And that last one he did where he jumped over. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And my bold prediction was right for that game. Yeah. Where I said that uh, Alvin An- Kamara. Another victory lap flex. Yes, another. I, I have another a lot of victory, victory laps. <laughs> yes, listen, man. Hey, listen. When I'm right, I'm right. I'm going to call it out when I said it. I said Alvin Kamara was going to go for a second straight week without a touchdown. And half of my other bold prediction last week was right. I said that Josh Rosen was going to play this game. Yeah. And he so you, did. You, you got a Hazzy for that. I got a Hazzy for that, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. didn't throw two touchdowns. But but he played, as I said, and he's listed as a starter for coming up this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, Drew Brees, man, continues the ball. Josh Allen has to get a mention here. Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to get a mention. <laughs> the hurdling here. Josh Allen. I, I I don't think like I said this before. I don't think anybody predicted this to, to happen. And if you said that you did, you're lying. You know what? I say I pr- I'm pretty sure there's Bills, you're lying. There's Bills fans out there that said it, and that was strictly just off pride. Yeah. And then when they want, oh, I knew it all along. No, you didn't. Your pride just wanted to say that. No. You know what I mean? Uh, but congrats to the Bills and the Bills Mafia. Congrats to you, Matt. That, yep, he gets a little nod over there, Matt. Congrats to all the people that faded the Vikings in your knockout pools. That was the move this week, looking back I on it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, they get their first win. And not only did they get their first win, but, you know, uh, Josh Allen does it on the road, completing 15 to 22 of his passes for 196 yards and a touchdown. And he showed a little bit of flash of what the Bills are used to when they mm-hmm. had Tyrod Taylor for rushing. Two touchdowns, 10 times for 39 yards. Yeah. Uh, the acknowledgement here is that well-deserved for Josh Allen. has He's completed 68% of his passes and also without throwing interception on the road against one of the team's most dominant NFL defenses. Yeah. Besides all that, I just think it was also really impressive to come back as he did with the Chargers because he threw two interceptions against the Chargers. And for him to do this well on the road against the Vikings like that, for him to, like, you know, move let that game go, which I always say great championships always have next play mode. Mm-hmm. You've made a bad play, let it go. There's more game play. Yeah. If you do a great play, don't get let ahead of yourself. There's a lot of game level. Yeah, I time. always teach my kids that I coach in basketball, teach them next play mode, next play mode. Yeah. And then, you know, Josh Allen went to next game mode and then really stepped up and took over. Uh, going on to tight ends. Are there any tight ends you want to mention? Uh, tight ends. You go first with tight ends. I only got two that really stood out for me this week that I really want to mention. For, obviously, I want to mention for our first Vance McDonald. Mm-hmm. It's just because of that stiff arm alone. Yeah, the stiff arm of the year in week three. See, that guy's a big guy to begin with overall, but just to push away the Bucks safety, Chris Conte, like that, like he just, for a 75-yard touchdown run, mm-hmm. now I'm not saying to play him every week now, 
because it's going to be really difficult to see which tight end from the Steelers to trust. But, mm-hmm. you know, Vance McDonald so far for the past two games has had at least five targets, and he's growing to be a part of this offense now. I just, I'm not saying play him over Jesse James. I'm not saying play Jesse James over him. I would avoid both, even though that now we have some big injuries in the tight ends, mm-hmm. but because it's kind of hard to trust him. Yeah. Uh, so, you got somebody? Yeah. So, for me, uh, for the second week in a row, uh, Travis Kelsey stands out. Um, he had, you know, he had that quiet week one, but bounced back with a strong week two. And week three was uh, some, of the, some more of that. So, eight receptions. 114 yards. Didn't find the end zone this week, but uh, Travis Kelsey looks like he's a favorite of Mahomes and, uh, you know, double-digit targets moving on, you know, from here on out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely looking to be another, like, top five, uh, top three tight end so far this year. Uh, Dallas Godard, Godard, whatever, Godard, right? Godard. Godard, okay, good. I'm not that, you know I'm not that smart. Hmm. Dallas Godard, he stood out to me because when Nick Foles was a QB, Godard was very quiet. Now that Carson Wentz is back on the center, he really used Godare a lot. Yeah, he used them a lot, and uh, and uh, it's funny when with his pick because you guys were in need of a tight end, and they picked right before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they took a Dallas tight end away from a guy named Dallas. Named Dallas, yeah. I just thought that was funny because they already had Zach Ertz. Yeah, and they still drafted a tight end knowing you guys needed one. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> they had um. It was funny. I was um. Obviously, I was following the draft, and they had it. They had the pick like picked already. And then they they just came in and and swiped them, swiped them. Yeah, and he looked, man. He's looking like something good so far. Now, if and the this, Cowboys are still looking for a tight end. If this is going to be the trend mm-hmm. with Carson Wentz, it's definitely somebody to really keep an eye on. Especially, like I said, like you know, with three major tight ends like Walker, Olsen, and Ingram, mm-hmm. all on three different teams. You know, and I own them. I own all three of them on different teams. So for them to uh, be out and Dallas Godair to have that game set, catching all seven of his targets for 73 yards and a touchdown. That's a trend that possibly could be going forward. So somebody to keep your eye on. Uh, I don't know if you want to waste a waiver wire pick on it, but nonetheless, you know, to at least maybe. Yeah, keep him on your radar for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So uh, one more tight end that stood out to me, um, and this guy looks like he's finally healthy, is Tyler Eifert. Uh, six catches for 74 yards. Uh, hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, but um, he looks like he's finally healthy. Like, again, with him, you know, same thing as Jordan Reed. The injury concern is always there, but when the guy's on the field, he produces. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tyler Eifert looks strong this week, and, you know, I have no problem deploying him moving forward. He looks finally healthy for the time being. For the time being, yeah. I, I um, still don't trust moving him forward. But yeah. It's, I mean, but if you have him, you're starting him. Yeah, but not, like, confidently. I'm still going to worry. I mean, the same thing with Jordan Reed. I wouldn't start him confidently. But... I would so far because, like I said, what, what the big thing about the offseason, what he did was that he had surgery to remove that bone that was giving him most of the problems. Right. So now it's removed. He's been playing really well so far this year. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move on to our stash or trash segment. Our stash brand new or stash trash. or trash segment. So the way it's going to happen here is I'm going to ask you, Charlie, a couple of uh, players mm-hmm. that um, – if you should stash a trash and okay. see if going forward how it is. So let's start off with one guy, LeGarrette Blunt. It seems like it's only a matter of time until Carrion Johnson takes over as the lead back because he is outproducing Blunt so far. Now with the bye weeks and, you know, coming up, and you could possibly maybe think people are thinking about starting Blunt as mm-hmm. a potential because it still potentially has that goal line wrecking yeah, ball work. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, I, I think for, is, for me, I don't know what he is for you. For me, he's a, he's a stash still. He's worth keeping for he's you. He's worth so. keeping because um, I just think, like, he still could dominate the goal line work. You know what I mean? He that That's how he's made his money throughout his whole career, you know? So I still think – I think he's a trash, 
because even if you do play him like in a week mm-hmm. because you just have somebody on a buy or nobody else to play. Right. I I just it's just I just see it's a the the range of outcome. It's mm-hmm. more likely percentage wise that he'll be a bust because of the fact that Carryon Johnson is really running away right. with that game and that he's shown that he's best back. And Theoretic is the clear pass catch in that game. And they're still using Carryon Johnson more yeah, as a right. pass catch. I, I hear you. Um getting you know, as we get into this point of the year where the buys start to happen and, you know, the waiver wire starts to thin out, obviously, you know, you can't plan for injury. Um he would only be a stash because of of the touchdown upside. You know I, I just think it's so few and far between. Yeah. I just, I just, I, he hasn't had a touchdown yet. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I just, I just, I just, I just don't. I just think it's way. Even if he gets you that one touchdown, what he gets you six, eight points. Right. But I'm saying, like, start him as as a flyer, like a plug and play for you know a week that you know one of your backs may be on a bye. I, sh- I, I, sh- I would strongly believe there probably be better backs that you could play. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the running backs, Alfred Morris. Best fantasy game so far this year as he had 12 points. And though he's evenly splitting carries with Matt Breida, yeah. Morris is the less productive back. Is he a stash or trash? Uh, trash for me. Um, I think that even though um, their production has been split, Breida does look like he's the more talented back. I mean, it's you know the proof is in the numbers. He leads the league in rushing so far. Um, so for me, he's a, he's a trash. Uh, for me, he's a stash. Mm-hmm. I still keep. I would still keep him because of the fact that also now he had a little bit of a you know, of a leg concern, also injury. But his seems to be less concerning than Breida's was last year. Mm-hmm. Last last year, last week, excuse me, because uh, Breida had a hyperextension in his knee. Now, if Breida was to go down, he's the main guy, Alfred Morris. And like I said, he had twelve points last week, so he's splitting the carries evenly, and he had thirteen over Breida's ten last week. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely still a stash, uh, just to have as a backup because you know, like if I. It, I, if I was like to play him this week, I would have had 12 points out of him. That's fine for the flex. Yeah. So he's still a stash for me. I got one for you. What? Uh, so Latavius Murray, stash or trash? Latavius Murray is definitely a stash for me, 100%, especially after Dalvin Cook being out. This yeah, week. even after that terrible performance last week? Everybody from the Vikings did really bad. Yeah. The, Stephon Diggs had— I'm with you. I, I would stash him. But I, I see a Cousins. lot of people dropping him after after that game. Dead, as they shouldn't, they really shouldn't. That, mm-hmm. That's too quick to decide. It's too quick to give up. Like, like even like with uh, Kirk Cousins, did terrible. Stephon Diggs didn't produce. I mean, Alan Thielen did good, did good, yeah. especially PPR. But Rudolph uh, is the only one that had a, a decent game that that game. No, no, Adam Thielen had a good game too. Oh yeah, he was. Adam right. Thielen had a really good game, um, fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. He had double digit tar- receptions. So, but uh, definitely a stash for me, hundred percent. Taysbury, Will Disley, he had five targets and a touchdown in the first two games. In each of the first two games. Now, last week, he had three targets with no touchdowns. Is he a stash or a trash? Uh, he's still a stash for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, he he's definitely carved out a role in that offense. Um, I think he'll, he'll – I mean, you know, this past week was a little bit of an outlier. They went a little bit more run-heavy, Seattle did. So I, I would still stash him. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I agree with you there. He is a stash for me because especially with a tight end, the position is so depleted mm-hmm. – and uh, once Doug Baldwin comes back around, maybe he might turn into a trash there. But at the moment, still, he's still a stash for me. Yeah. Uh, Rex Burkhead, he did not return to the game because of a neck injury, and Sony Michelle seems to be taking over that backfield. Do we want to keep this guy with this very slow starting offense? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's still a stash for me. I actually have Burkhead in two in two uh, leagues. I was really bullish on him in the preseason. And, I mean, look, this has been his history. He's been a slow starter throughout his, his career. So I'm not going to give up on him yet. He still, you know, could carve out a role in that offense. 
Um, so I'm going to say Stash Rex Burkhead. You know, I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I'm very in between mm-hmm. on Stash or Trash. So if you want to dump him, I'm not mad about that. I wouldn't. It's hard because, I mean, he was like, you know, a six-round pick. Yeah, man. but he hasn't been productive at all yeah. this year. He no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He hasn't. And you know uh, But the that, week you drop him is the week that he catches two touchdowns. But the thing is with that neck injury, necks yeah. is always a serious injury for mm-hmm. running backs. I mean, for any player in general. And he's always had injuries throughout his career. And it's just with, with that backfield, just know what's happening. That whole offense every year starts off really slow. Yeah. Um, I would still keep him to see how yeah. it goes moving forward. I'm not saying play him. I kind of want to see like how that offense looks when um with Josh Gordon in there. Yeah, and then you know with uh, Julian Edelman coming back too, yeah. like in week five. So right? that that offense could look completely different in two weeks. I, I, I'm not loving him at all, but I wouldn't throw him. Yeah, just I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trash him just yet. Uh, another running back I want to talk about. Uh, last running back that I want to mention on this one, Tariq Cohen. He has a total of 68 yards last week. Which is two more yards than his total yards mm-hmm. for the first two weeks. Yeah. Just last week alone. So, yeah, uh, he hasn't touched the bush football for more than eight times in the game. Is his lack of usage in this offense worth a roster spot? Stash or trash? Uh, I would still stash him because I think he, you know, throughout the year he will be involved in the offense. Um, I mean, look, you know, you've said – I've said it on the podcast before. Like, I always bet on talent, and the kid's talented, super, super talented. He's one of those players that – Anytime he gets the ball in his hands, he could take it to the house. Um, so for me, he's he's worth a roster, a roster spot. I think he's worth the, he's worth a roster spot on your bench, not as yeah. a starter, not yet at least. It's possible, but you wouldn't trash him yet. I wouldn't trash him just yet. Yeah. I do see him possibly in the trash in the future, not just yet. <laughs> I have a, I have an interesting one for you. Go ahead. And this guy hasn't played a down yet so far this year. Okay, I know who it is. Yeah. So uh, one Des Bryant, <laughs> he's still owned in a lot of leagues. Trash. Trash him? Trash. It's what not do you, think? Worth- you don't think he plays this year? Uh, does, give me a reason to believe that he will. I mean, I, I can't I can't say that, you know, exactly. I can't say for sure that I don't even know if he wants to play football right now. He, he seems like he wants to tweet more than he wants to play football. There's, there's nothing that's telling me that he is going to play this year. Yeah. There's no talks about it. There's, there's uh, no. Yeah, no, I I would 100 percent trash him. I think I think you know you you could trash him for anybody. The waiver wire picks we're going to talk about in the next segment mm-hmm. for any one of those guys because uh you know like in any real life team and a fantasy football team having a deep bench is huge to continue voting. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <coughs> so um, yeah, no, I trash. All right, uh, let me give you another guy, Robbie Anderson. After his first touchdown on his one catch in Week One. He hasn't had more than 27 receiving yards in the next two games. Only nine targets over the past two weeks and less than four fantasy points per week. Is this speedy wide receiver who once had a monster season late last year worth one of your roster spots? Stash or trash? Uh, Robbie Anderson, I'm going to say stash. Um, I think, again, you know, similar to Tariq Cohen, he's had a, you know, slow start to the season. You know, he had the fumble in that one game that, um, you know, that, that cost the Jets. Um, but the guy's still super talented. He's their most talented, you know, receiver. I know Anu has been getting a bulk of, you know, I the targets. I think Anu was their most talented wide receiver. Uh, no, talent-wise, I think it's still Anderson. I mean, uh, the guy's a burner. Disagree. Um, I think Anu is more of, um, you know, he, he's more – of the, the underneath guy, he's going to get a lot of the targets. But I think, you know, that, that player could, that could really take the top off of defense is Anderson. He's the speedster. Um, so, look, he's he's worth the uh, stash spot for me. You'd rather have Anderson on your Cowboys team than Anua? Uh, on the on the Cowboys, yeah, because the Cowboys need a burner. Okay. 
You know what That's I mean? Your opinion. I don't the, agree the with Cowboys you. Cowboys need a, a burner. Uh, I you you could trash Robbie Anderson in my mind. You could trash him. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Nah, I, I, just, I, I just don't see. I just don't see him having. Uh, it's not pos- It's not impossible that he breaks out later on in the season because yeah. he has the talent to do it. And but he did that last year with healthy with healthy Anuwa and uh, Jermaine Curse. I, 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 he, he's like the number three on his team. Jermaine Curse and Anuwa, the main two. I mean, he's the number three at the moment. Will he be the number three at the end of the year? I if, don't know. If Anuwa and Curse keep playing the way they – yeah, they're, they're better than him. Anuwa and Curse are better than Robbie Anderson. They're, they're playing better. I wouldn't say that they're more talented. They're better. Uh, it's my opinion. Yeah. That's your opinion. And I think that most people would agree with me. I believe they would. We Jet, jet fans. We'll put it on a poll later. Yeah. We'll put it on a poll later if Jermaine Curse and Anuwa it, Jeff are better. Cousin Joe. Then Brother Ryan. Joe. Speak on it. Stevie Boy, Ryan, Kirk, Kieran. Talk, <laughs> talk about it. Uh, so to me, he's a trash. You can trash him. And the last one I want to mention before going on to the waiver wire and wrapping up the show. Mohamed Sanu, after Calvin Ridley's big game, is Sanu worth leaving on your bench? He was solid last year as a flex player, giving you double-digit numbers every week after week. But it looks like that is all in the past now. So should he be added to the wave wire? Uh, stash or trash? I would still stash the new. You're stashing everybody, man. Yeah. You're just you're just you're just holding on to everybody. I'm you're just, very uh, on, man. nostalgic, Listen, man. I'm I'm that poker player that likes to see the river. Oh. You know what I mean? Like it's um, you're very nostalgic, my friend. Yeah, I would still stash him. I mean, look, I I think he's still going to see a sh- his share of targets in that offense. I mean, look, Ridley looks like he secured the number two role, but there's still a role for San- Sanu in that offense now. You know, am I plugging and playing him every single week? No, absolutely not. But with the buys coming up, I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think he's a bad streaming option if the matchup is, you know, allows it. To me, totally he, matchup based. If you wanted to keep him, that's fine. Mm-hmm. For me, he is a trash. Mm-hmm. I could just trash him. I could give up for him, especially with this guy that I'm going to mention on the waiver wire. Well, number one, of one we're going to, well, now we're moving into the waiver wire picks of the show mm-hmm. so we can wrap the show up. But as one person I want to mention, Calvin Ridley. I should not have to tell you why you have to pick him up. Yeah. If he's available. If you watch football this Sunday, if you, he's you know a, why. If he's available, grab him. He should be stat he should be uh owned in all leagues in all formats. Mm-hmm. Grab Calvin Ridley. So you can stash Muhammad Sanu for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. You could also give trash Muhammad Sanu. Not stash Muhammad Sanu, trash Muhammad Sanu. You could also trash Muhammad Sanu for Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. Only just 23% of all ESPN leagues and 18% of Yahoo leagues. He's been on fire lately. He has hauled in six catches and a touchdown over the past two games, gaining more and more of a rapport with Andy Dalton, it looks like, especially after that little injury scare with A.J. Green, though he is going to play next week. Um, He was out for the game with that groin injury. With A.J. Green having that little injury, uh, Tyler Boyd looks like the number two. We know that we talked about a lot about John Ross yeah. at the beginning of the year, but it looks like Tyler Boyd's got the number two. So if you want to trash Muhammad Sanu for Tyler or Robbie Anderson for Tyler Boyd, yeah, 100%. Go yeah. ahead do that. At, at this point, yeah. Um, so for me, uh, an ad, and guys, why is this guy still only 34% owned? It makes absolutely no sense. But Geronimo Allison. Um, Geronimo Allison, you know, 13 catches for 209 yards and two scores on the season. Um, he's getting six targets a game from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looked like he's, you know, growing more and more confidence in this kid every single week. So, for me, Geronimo Allison, um, pick him up, guys. He's still available in a lot of leagues out there. 100% he should be definitely owned in all leagues. I agree with you 100% on that. Ryan, And, and I'm sorry, um, He's got really soft matchups coming up. He's got a, uh, you know, we uh, next week against Buffalo and then Detroit and San Francisco. So with those, you know, buys coming up, uh, Geronimo Allison is, is poised to have a good, uh, good three weeks here. 
Yeah, yeah, agree with you over there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is number one, and I talked about him before. Uh, you should already know why I said about him, especially for guys who are like Jimmy Garoppolo owners mm-hmm. who uh, need to you know pick up another quarterback to go for the rest of the season. Ryan Tannehill is a good one. Um, owned at only seven percent of ESPN leagues and eight percent. I'm sorry, seven percent of yeah, seven percent of ESPN leagues and eight percent of Yahoo leagues. He's a good streaming option this week, especially also. Going against the Patriots, uh, but he's definitely somebody, even if you have like a, a good QB you're playing, definitely if you want to have a backup QB, Ryan Tannehill should be added. Uh, and Buck Allen is another one owned in 38.6% of ESPN leagues and just 20% of Yahoo leagues. This guy keeps finding the end zone. He keeps finding the end zone. Collins is a starter for that team and the best RB for that team, but Allen, for fantasy point purposes, is still putting up numbers. He's uh, He won't score every week, but at least, I don't, I don't think he will. Right, I don't think he's gonna score every week. Buck yeah, Allen. no, of course. But not. he has, a, you know, he only has 32 yards, 16 carries overall this year. But that goal line work keeps him in the flex consideration. He's kind of already solidified his role as that goal line back, mm-hmm. and he stays involved in that offense. And he's putting up fancy numbers so far. So, uh, Buck Allen should definitely be owned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, another uh, va- waiver wire target of mine will be uh, Chris Ivory. Um, I'm not being a prisoner of the moment here. I mean, he did, you know, just go up against one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, 126 yards on 23 touches. Now, look, I mean, you know, McCoy is still dealing with the uh, with the rib issue, not to mention all the off-the-field stuff. So, you know, McCoy owners, I'd be a little bit concerned. So, for me, uh, Chris Irie's definitely a ad this year. I'm sorry, uh, this this week on yeah. the waiver wire. I agree with you there as well. Um Definitely worried as a McCoy owner myself. Uh, Baker Mayfield's, of course, is a hot waiver wire pick. Uh, shouldn't have to mention why. And Ricky So Jones is the last guy I want to mention about the waiver wire pick. That's a hot one to pick up because of the fact that he's only owned in 22% of Yahoo leagues. And it's really crazy to just know. In the ESPN leagues, only owned in 9.6%. It's not so much because this guy's putting up great numbers every week, but it's a tight end position. If you're getting 10 to 12 points in a tight end position, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's happy. You know, that, that you're you're really comfortable with that. You know, the tight ends don't really put up that big numbers unless you have like Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, he's last week he's only had three targets, but thankfully turned one of those into a touchdown to make your fantasy relevant. But he plays over 90% of those snaps. And he got the first two games, he got at least six targets in both those games. So he is just at least heavily always going to be involved in the offense. And you never know, Josh Rosen, now that he's going to play this week, could possibly revamp that whole offense and make that whole offense better. It yeah. possibly could. I don't think it could be much worse than what Sam Braff has been doing. Sam Braff was just terrible, mm-hmm. terrible, 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 terrible showing. Yeah. So for somebody who's constantly always playing, Ricky Steele Jones, if you you know, and if you have one of those, those tight ends that are out, I think he's just like a consistently involved. You know he's going to be involved mm-hmm. in the offense as leagues. He's not going to always give you those fancy numbers, but since he's involved so much, it's possible for him to have a big, big breakout game. So Absolutely. I like Ricky Steele Jones, so that he should be added in your leagues. Yes, and um, for streaming options this week, um, I know the, uh, the Redskins and the Panthers are on the bye this week, correct? Yes. So uh, for Cam Newton owners, if you're looking for a streaming option, I wouldn't mind a little bit of Andy Dalton going against that soft Atlanta defense or, um, like Flex just mentioned, Baker Mayfield going against the Raiders. So if you're looking for streaming options this week, all you Cam Newton owners, um, not bad plays there with Dalton or Mayfield. All right, absolutely. So then that's the show that we have going on here for today. Week three is a wrap. Week three is a wrap, party people. Once again, if you have any questions about the waiver wires, you can hit us up on our Instagram, at BFB Podcast, on our Twitter, at Podcast BFB. Hit us anytime you want. We'll try to give you all, all the best information possible to help you win your leagues. 
And, uh, you know, Stash Trash. And if you have any players that we didn't mention, Stash or Trash, that you want to ask us about, hey, should I keep this guy for so-and-so, let us know. If you have questions about trades, let us know. We're yeah. happy to help, and hopefully we Drop will help. Drop them. <laughs> hopefully we will help. Once again, party people, I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list, Charlie Chase. Charlie Chase, baby. Bureau, we'll see you at the end of the week. See Peace. you on this side of the other. Peace.